0: Thanks again, Nicole, for being open to God's leading this last year. Isn't it awesome to hear the testimony of God at work in someone's life? As you heard, Nicole graduated last year. But this year, our graduates are gonna miss out on a much deserved celebration. So we, as a church and student ministry, are creating a celebration for them. We have 31 graduates from seven different area high schools around the region. I wanna invite you, as a church family, to come help us celebrate. This Thursday, May 28th from 6 to 6.30 p.m. on our south side parking lot by door number one, we're going to invite you to come park your car in the parking lot, social distancing, all of that kind of stuff. And our graduates are going to come around the drive-through and one at a time they're going to be able to come out of their car, wave to you. We're going to announce them. You can honk and cheer and celebrate them and uh, help us celebrate that celebration. We are also going to give everybody that comes a graduation brochure that looks like this. We've produced these over the years. This is, lists all of our 31 graduates, what they will be doing next year, uh, and it's just a way for you to get to know them and help pray for them as the year goes on. Those brochures will also be available at our Welcome Center uh, later on next week. So if you happen to be by the church and didn't get one at this uh, May 28th celebration, then you can come and pick one up then. So come celebrate with us. It's going to be an awesome night. Today we we conclude our five-week series on Proverbs, which we've called Get Wisdom. We've learned that most of Proverbs were written by King Solomon, who God had granted wisdom. Solomon is teaching his audience, including his son, how to live in a wise way, a way that pleases God, a way that would please Solomon as his father, and a way that would keep his son on the right path. Today I'm calling this sermon, Solomon's Guardrails, and there's really two sections to this. In part one, is for parents that are parenting young children. Uh, these guard, guardrails, these guidelines are for everybody, but this is specifically to parents. And part two is for struggling parents who have kids that have gone off the rails and off the road. So Solomon's Guardrails, where does that come from? A couple years ago, our adult small group did a right-now media study by Andy Stanley called Guardrails. And Andy did a great job, and I would recommend that study for you and your small group. Andy described guardrails as providing safety on winding and steep banked roads. They're meant to keep our car on the road and to keep us from getting seriously personal injury. Our car may get damaged if we hit one of those guardrails, might get scraped up, might even get totaled. We may even get bumped and bruised, but if the guardrail does its job right, it will keep us from serious bodily injury. Check out this video clip. Okay, can you believe he had that sign in his car? It kind of makes you wonder how confident he was in his driving skills. But either way, the guardrail did its job. It kept the car on the road. Solomon's Proverbs are like guardrails. It's meant to to keep us on the right road. It's meant to keep us from serious harm. Sometimes his advice stings a little bit. We may not like it, but it will keep us safe by keeping us on God's road. Let's take a look at some of the guardrails that we as parents, need to put in place to keep our kids on God's road. And these are taken from Proverbs 15 and Proverbs 16. The first one is fear God. Now, Pastor John talked about fearing God in week number one or fearing the Lord in, the, in week number one. As a reminder, fearing the Lord or fearing God has three elements. The first one has to do with being of terror or being frightened. We know God is a judge. He's righteous and holy. And we're not worthy to even stand in his presence. We know God is love, but he's also a judge and will deliver punishment. So there is part of this fear of the Lord that has to do with being frightened. The second aspect is respect, respecting God's control in our life. When we became a believer, we freely gave ourselves over to God. So let him lead us, respect that leading in our life. And the third is reverence, awe in the presence of a holy God. In Revelation, we hear the angels, we read about the angels singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. So three aspects of fear of the Lord. Frightening, frightening, yes, respect, and, and reverence. Proverbs 15, 16 says, Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Better a little with the fear of the Lord. When I hear parents talk about their hopes and dreams for the kids, I often hear... I want them to be happy. I want them to have a good education. I want them to marry well. I want them to have a good job. I want them to have babies because I want to hold grandkids. I want them to be financially independent. What those parents have just described is the American dream. Now, there's nothing wrong with that in one sense, but as believing parents, sometimes we get our eyes off the goal. We unintentionally set our kids down a wrong road. We put guardrails up. That help them fulfill the american dream but not necessarily god's dream the right road for a believer begins with a healthy understanding of the fear of the lord the next guardrail attitude matters how many times have you told your kids don't give me that attitude wipe that smirk off your face katie our daughter uh, one day said to one of our grandkids don't give me those eyes without Even a word without a facial expression, she could see the attitude in our grandchild's eyes. Attitude matters, we know that it matters in our kids. Our kids did well in school. Often we would go to teachers' conferences and teachers would say, you don't even need to be here, your kids are doing great. And we are thankful that they did great in school as far as grades were concerned. But our question back to them was, but how is their attitude? Are they respecting you as a teacher? How are they treating other kids? In Proverbs 16, 18, Solomon erects this guardrail. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Now, haughty isn't a word we use much anymore, but it means a superior or arrogant attitude. So pride and an attitude of superiority will destroy our kids. Don't let your kids be the center of the universe where everything revolves around them. Teach them to have a humble attitude, And a servant's heart. The third thing, the third guardrail, is listen to instruction. The sooner our kids learn and understand that they are not number one, the better. If they believe that they have the final say, or their way is always best, they will get off God's road and fail. Teach them that they will be always be subservient to someone in their life. Right now, if they're a believer, they're subservient to God. They put themselves under the authority of God as a believer. Now they're subservient to you as parents. In the future, they'll be subservient to a boss. Always be subservient to the government, either police or governor or the president. Proverbs 16.20 says this, Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Teach your kids to be lifelong learners, to listen and to obey. So fearing God, attitude matters. Listen Listen to instruction. And the last one is discipline. Proverbs 15.4 says, A fool, a fool spurns his father's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. Again, a couple of words that we don't normally use in today's language. Spurns, what does that mean? It means to reject with disdain or contempt. Not just reject our father's discipline, but with contempt or disdain. It might be phrases or attitudes like, I don't care, or I hate you, or you can't make me, Or you're too old to understand. Prudence means wisdom, discipline, and reason. So my version, if I were to rewrite this, it would sound something like this. A fool thinks his father's discipline is dumb. But whoever takes discipline and learns from it is smart and wise. As parents, we're not our kids' buddy. We're their parents. We should strive for an excellent relationship but our responsibility is to maintain guardrails, one of which is discipline. In talking with parents about dealing with their kids, my wife Joyce will often say, who's the parent here? In other words, your kids shouldn't be running the house, you're the parent, you're the adult. It's our God-given responsibility to parent well. So what do we do as parents? when our adult children make a wrong turn and get off God's road. What do we do if we think they're headed for serious injury, whether it's drugs and alcohol, whether it's their sexuality, whether it's relationships, spirituality, or a variety of other things? Are we to blame? Did we do the wrong thing? Have I failed as a parent? There's so many questions we have. Let me encourage you, first of all, don't play the blame game. We're not perfect. We could have always done things better. But adult children made choices that they are responsible for. Why did this happen? You may never know. Now's not the time to figure that out. Deal with what is in front of you right now. How did this happen? There are a couple common possibilities. One, someone fell asleep at the wheel or was not paying attention. Have you ever driven down those long, lonely roads, you know, like from Salt Lake City West through the Salt Flats? Boring. Iowa, Nebraska to Colorado, uh, all you see is, is crops and cows. North Dakota through Montana, super boring road. On a recent trip back from Spokane, Washington, Joyce and I pulled off for food in Montana. After we'd gone through the mountains, we are hitting the plains, and we knew we had a few hours left before we got to our hotel. It had been a long day of driving. We get back on the highway, keep on going, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, and I just happened to look at my GPS about 45 minutes later, and all of a sudden my GPS says my destination is 90 minutes farther down the road than I expected it to be. And it's like, what happened? Was there a time change? Well, that doesn't make sense. GPS accounts for that. And then I realized I was going the wrong direction. I was going back west towards Spokane, not back east toward Minnesota because I wasn't paying attention. The one thing these long, lonely roads have in common is there are very few guardrails. There's not much danger, there's not cliffs, there's not windy roads, there's not mountains. Everything seems safe. What could go wrong? Take a look at this video clip. The same thing can happen to us as parents. We, or our kids, fall asleep at the wheel or stop paying attention. You know how it is. Your kids are doing well in school, and sports and extracurricular activities. They have good friends. They're popular. They're not rebellious. They aren't an atheist or an agnostic. We let our guard down because we don't see any danger. Another possibility of how our kids get off God's road is they purposely drive through the guardrail. They ignore your your warnings. They ignore God's warnings. They decide they know what is best. No matter how our kids get off the road, we as parents get worried. A lot of times we're devastated, and it hurts like crazy. Proverbs 17.25 says this, A foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to the mother who bore him. Joyce and I know that hurt and that pain. We know what it's like to have a child take a different road: the surprise, the hurt, the loss of relationships with grandkids. Our heart, or our hurt and our pain has become a redemptive story and a redemptive process, but it's taken us over 15 years to get to where we are today, and it's still being played out. We're not perfect, and we made many mistakes along the way. But here are some guardrails we had to establish in our lives. For us to stay on God's road. The first one is dependence on God. We had to come to a point where we knew that the situation was beyond us. We couldn't fix it with one more email, one more conversation, one more letter, or one more text. We had to give the situation over to God because we knew that God was the only hope for reconciliation. We also knew that if we didn't release it to God, it would ruin our relationship between Joyce and I, it would probably ruin our ministry. It would affect the rest of our family, and we'd probably end up going crazy. Proverbs 16:7 says, "When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes his enemies live at peace with him." We clung to those kinds of promises from God. We believed that God was at work behind the scenes, things that we couldn't see. We clung to the hope that God was bigger than all of this. We clung to the promise of peace in our relationship. This was the first guardrail we had to establish to keep us on God's road. Then we had to establish the guardrail of prayer. Proverbs 15:8 says, the prayer of the upright pleases him. We had to establish that guardrail of prayer in our life, thanking God for his sovereignty in our life, praying for our kids and ourselves to be drawn, drawn closer to him. We also had to let other people pray for us. Most didn't know the details of what was going on. One of our churches had a prayer ministry, and we submitted to that prayer ministry. We were prayed over, and it helped us change our attitude. We felt a release and a peace because the prayer of righteous people over us. The third area was attitude. We've already talked about the attitude of our kids matter, but our attitude matters too. Proverbs 15, 18 says, A hot-tempered man stirs up dissension, but a patient man calms a quarrel. So many times we prayed for God to give us a good attitude. Our natural desire was to lash out in anger. Fine, be that way, I'll I'll disown you too. Or take them out of the will, or break off all communication, or sue over the rights of grandkid visitation. All those things went through our minds. Proverbs 16.32 says, Better a patient man than a warrior a man who controls his temper than one who takes a city. You know the old saying, he won the battle but lost the war. Be patient. View the long game. Allow space for God to be God. Dependence on God, prayer, attitude, and discernment. Proverbs 15:28 says, The heart of the righteous weighs its answer, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. The guardrail of discernment is critical, and we often fail at this. Discernment, how do we respond to the latest incident? Discernment, how do we answer the latest email? Discernment, do we initiate contact or do we back off? There's a story about a factory that, uh, whose assembly line shut down. The factory manager called in a consultant to fix the problem. After inspecting this giant piece of machinery, the consultant took out a little teeny hammer, reached in, and just tapped the gears. And the assembly line started working again. The manager asked for the bill and got the bill from the consultant, and it was $10,000. The factory manager's like, what? How am I going to get, what, what did you do for $10,000? I need an itemized bill. And so the itemized bill came back to him, and it said $5 for tapping with a hammer, 9000 $995 for knowing where to tap. That's the guardrail of discernment, knowing where to tap, which is closely related to this last guardrail, our mouth and our words. When do we speak? When do we keep our mouths shut? What are our words communicating? Proverbs 15, 1 says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I learned this verse as a young boy. I haven't always applied it well, but if followed, it will do us all well. Solomon's guardrails are for everyone. They're especially important as parents as we train up our kids, but they are equally important to those of us adults that are dealing with the heartache of kids that have gone off God's road. If you're a hurting parent, let me remind you, God has not abandoned you or your child. Reach out to God. Let him heal and teach you through prayer and through scripture. But also reach out to other people for prayer. That's an important part of the job of the church is to pray for each other. Reach out to other people for support. Don't take this journey alone. There are many of us that are willing to walk alongside you. Don't be embarrassed to share your story. We all have stuff. Let me pray for you. Father, this morning we thank you for these guardrails that, Pro, that Proverbs establishes for us. God, I pray for parents that are parenting their kids right now. Help them to establish these guardrails in their homes. Help them to evaluate what is going on in the, in the life of their kids and in their own lives to help them be closer and closer to you. For parents that are hurting because kids have decided to take a different way, God, would you give them encouragement? Would you give them the understanding that you are in control and you have not abandoned them? Help them to seek out people to reach out to. In Jesus' name, amen.